Business of Farming podcast is presented to you by Kat Jenkins from Barog Co and Beck Casey from Nature of Business. It is provided for educational purposes only. The information is general in nature and does not take into account your needs, goals or objectives. What that means is the information does not apply to you specifically. So please consider getting individual advice from either Kat or Beck or from a licensed and trusted professional before acting on any information. Good morning, Kath. Good morning, Beck. How are you today? I'm great. I'm feeling quite inspired, but I'm also going to try and let you talk a lot today. <laughs> I felt this was coming on. <laughs> I know. I mean, the purpose of these sessions is to do a reflection of the previously recorded interviews that we've done with John Mulvaney. And on reflection, I've realised you don't say much. <laughs> It was just in the last podcast and from memory I wasn't feeling 100% at the time. Mm. That's going to be my excuse anyway. Yeah. Yeah. No, but like any time that John starts with his actual figures in his theory and how he correlates things, I just shut up and soak it all in. Mm. That's good. And I'm probably like a bit like, oh, hang on. Hang on, stop. Tell me what you mean by that more. Can you explain this? Or I, I just want to add, I just want to add to the conversation and go, what about this? What about that? Uh, and for everyone that has listened to the previous podcast, there was a lot in it. It was, it was the most that we could have actually jam-packed in that one mm. session, wasn't it? It was. And I think, you know, it was the thing that was great about it was even though it was focusing a little bit, you know, mostly on purchasing a farm and all the bits that go with that, but it was a really great episode in terms of wrapping up a whole lot of the other topics that we've discussed with him in the previous three episodes. Yeah, it was the perfect ending, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. It was good, except that it had to end. (laughs) Is that a slab? I think that's a slab. I know that's my, I've got my notifications turned off, but I'm not sure why it's doing that. I'm very sorry. I will, I will repent. (laughs) So what were some of the highlights? Beck? tell me, I will listen to you. Tell me what (laughs) some of the highlights were for you from that episode. Well, I'm going to leave all the numbers and the figures alone for us to discuss together. But some of the other highlights that I found were he mentioned that, um, dairy farmers that had several loans and debts, like five or six, the actual psychological benefits of killing that debt and what it does to the farm, to your confidence and everything, I thought that was fantastic. I couldn't have said it better myself, honestly. Mm. Um, the other one was he touched again, and he'd done it a few times throughout the podcast, on creating those relationships within the industry. Yep, totally. I agree. Um, that was there's a couple of notes I had there too. I mean, the kill the debt thing that applies to if you've got debt with you know if you're a share farmer or a, or a leasee, you've got debt on cows or mobile plant. Same thing. Same principle applies when you go into the farm ownership. Um, the other little thing I loved was, which still keeps coming through, is that look in the mirror. You know, he said it right at the end. Am I good? Yeah, <laughs> you know, look in the mirror. Am I good? Am I really good? 
Um, so that's getting more and more important these days because the actual criteria for lending is getting a lot tighter. Mm, that's right. Yeah. But being able to look at yourself in the mirror and honestly say, what am I good at? What aren't I good at? What do I need to do? What do I need to get better at? Um, that self-honesty is yeah. um, is pretty important. And we've talked about that a little bit before in, in other podcast series that we do too, but it is. It's about just being open and with yourself and honest. Well, we've actually had those conversations ourselves as well. Mm, totally. And, and it's I, always insightful and you always get something out of it. That's right. And knowing, yeah, knowing your weak points, I suppose, and then that goes into that, to that next question around, you know, what about your debt servicing? What's equity? What are my relationships like to your point? And then, you know, from then, from then, then dipping your toe in the water, having a look, putting in some offers or, you know, whatever you do, but being prepared to get the knockbacks, being yeah. prepared to take time, that, yeah. those kind of things as well. I it's think that was happen. really important as well. Like hmm. you've got to start somewhere. And hmm. if you start before you're ready, you're not actually wasting time or money because you're never going to get it right the first time. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there was another little bit in there too, which I really wanted to pull out, which was about, you know, don't be afraid to reach out and get some help from some agribusiness professionals. Um, and if you don't mind, Beck, I would like to say that could be us. <laughs> so <laughs> this is the stuff, this kind of uh, episode, this kind of process, this story that these people, that, that you work with that they have to tell about going through the process, the analysis that you do, preparing um, proposals for banks, yeah. doing the risk assessment, all that stuff. This is our, this is right up our alley, Beck, isn't it? We this love is this stuff. Forte. We love this stuff. <laughs> and you know what? It even actually helps the process when you bring someone like us mm. into the fold. Because we cut down the time, we can cut down application times. By doing that, you, you cut down your turnaround times. Definitely. So. And I think, um, you know, you and I, I've certainly used John before in a similar situation, used his services for that purpose. You probably have too. But unfortunately, he's not available anymore. So. Oh, no. <laughs> but for us, we have, we have literally dived into his brain and tried to extract as much as we possibly could. Yeah, for the benefit of everybody else too. So, yeah, just kind of putting it out there. If anyone needs a hand, feel free to pick up the phone and give us a call. It's a very exciting time to be looking at purchasing a farm. Oh, I don't know whether I'd use the word exciting at the minute, Kath. Mm. He, did, he did touch on this and land prices have well and truly gone through the roof. That's right. But there are still some good opportunities out there, I think, in thinking about that, you know, that how much grass can you grow per hectare? Yeah. Um, you know, and remembering remembering to bring that into the equation when when looking at you know how much am I going to spend on an acre or a hectare, whichever whichever unit you want to use. Yeah, and I liked because I have actually had this conversation myself over the last six months with with prospective purchases. A cow can only produce so much. If you can't make the figures work with your current production, if you are looking at a similar region, mm -hmm. then it's not going to work. Yeah. You can't expect the cow to do double or even a quarter more of what it's currently doing mm. just because you want to buy a farm. 
Yeah, that's right. And a different farm is not necessarily going to make that much difference. Exactly <laughs> I'm right. thinking about, and I'm thinking about golf clubs here. I'm just going to do a bit of a segue to golf. Like, how much better is are you going to be with a new set of golf clubs? Like, really? <laughs> I don't know about that. If, if, if you don't ask yourself those hard questions, that's right, and work on your weaknesses. That's right. <laughs> it really applies actually, to everything, doesn't it? It's not actually the club, uh, the clubs, and it's not actually the golf course. It's the swing. <laughs> Exactly uh, anyway. right. Sorry, didn't need to do give you a sporting analogy there, but no, um, any analogy is good. The fantastic. other thing I pulled out from him was when he said that back during his career, mm-hmm. he was very kill the cow debt before you buy any kind of land, whether it be a turnout block or any other investment, kill the debt, kill the debt. Whereas now he's saying that he's actually changed his thinking around that a lot. Yeah, And that if you are in a really good opportunity and you have your ducks in a row, even though you still may have a bit of cow mm. debt, mm. it is a good possibility. Yeah. Mm. That's right. Um, it's good to hear people like John actually say they've changed their tune. <laughs> You yeah. know what I mean? Like they've learnt over time that some things do work. Even like what he said about, you know, the debt servicing, you know, the $400 a cow, that's really nice and comfy. But he did say you can, he has seen people that have made $1,000 a cow work, but yeah. they're bloody good operators. So, exactly. you know, you can bend the rules providing that you, you know, meet all these other these other criteria. That's what I love about the idea of of buying a farm is there's so many metrics. There's so many, you must have this, you know, you must have 60% equity, rah, rah, rah. But you can you can bend the rules providing you get everything else is a strength. And I think that comes back to those key attributes and asking yourself those hard questions. Definitely. Because if you're asking yourself all those questions and you've found that you've got weaknesses in 25 plus percent of that then you're not going to go out and put yourself in a thousand dollars per cow of debt it's not going to work but if you ask yourself all those hard questions and you can tick off those key attributes and you might be lacking five percent well that's fairly easy to make up Mm. i'd be willing to back someone at that yeah and even on the flip side if you have got the 25 percent of weaknesses well give yourself some time yeah take a step back from the farm ownership pathway for now don't don't dismiss it but go away and work your butt off and improve yourself in those areas yeah exactly yeah. right and I think there is a little bit of a stigma I don't know what it is like down in your area but down here sometimes there is this stigma that you have to know everything mm. like, I have done courses two or three times because I always pick up something different. I read mm. books, reread books because it's the same thing. Yeah. Like you pick up different things at different times. Yeah, totally. So take away the stigma. If you need to go and learn something, find the best program for you and go and do it. Go and learn it. Yep. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, that's right. And, I mean, it's a continual journey, isn't it, really? Like because 
Oh, just farming say, changes every day. Yeah, and then you do land on your new farm and you did get it over the line. That's great, but here we go. Here's a whole new learning curve. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> now that you've got it, now that you've got it, you've got to keep it and make it work, get that return on your investment. Yeah, and when you see that great big debt sign on your bank balance, <laughs> it changes things. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? it does. Absolutely. Um, just before we finish up, my other favourite thing, which he did mention at the end, is that no economy of scale, that he hasn't, yeah. you know, in his experience he hasn't seen that. So I loved you know, that. I yeah. loved that. I just I went, that too. is perfect. I want to put that on the wall. Yeah, it just gives you some inspiration, isn't it, doesn't it? Um, oh, you know, so that 100, 150 cows, that's fine. Um, go for it. Yeah, exactly. So there were some little nuggets in there. Oh, some big nuggets, I'd say. Big nuggets, that's big right. Big nuggets. <laughs> well, Beck, we've done it again. Another great um, series, if you like. Yeah. And yeah. we're so thankful to John for giving up his time for us. Mm, it was great. Yep, sharing sharing a lot of his insights, sharing his knowledge and, and his time. Um, it was pretty funny <laughs> recording some of the episodes. Um, we watching, did have a good time. Um, yeah, because we're doing this all over Zoom, we can see each other, so it's um, it's pretty it's pretty entertaining. It's pretty it's been it's been a good experience actually. It was good. Mm. So, where does that leave business of farming now, Kath? Well, I'm feeling really excited and inspired to, you know, let's let's knuckle down and work out the next episode, Beck. I mean, there's a plethora of topics to cover out there. Oh, no, certainly is. We've only touched the tip of the iceberg. And by the time this goes to air, we're just heading into or be at the start of autumn, which is a yep. very exciting time. Yeah, into carving for a lot of people. Yeah, that's right. And also into... Milk price season. That's right. And grass is starting to grow. You know, what's the beef price doing? There's so many fun things. I can feel some good topics coming up. I'm not exactly yeah. sure what our next episode will be about, but um, <laughs> be about one we'll of those probably. Thinking caps on and yeah. see what we can come up with. Good stuff. Looking forward to it as always. Thanks, Gav. Thanks. See ya. <laughs>